Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this podcast, I'll be teaching you everything you need to know about your incarnation here on Earth. We are going to talk about all things finding your soul purpose, manifestation, quantum physics, and of course, reprogramming your subconscious mind so that you can live the life of your dreams. We'll be here every Monday, so turn your volume up and get ready for the transformation of a lifetime. Welcome to the collective. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am really excited for this episode, in all honesty. When I put up the poll on Instagram at the end of 2023 and I asked you guys what kind of content you wanted to hear more of from me on social media and on the podcast, you guys said that you wanted very woo-woo, higher dimensional, very spiritual type of information and education. And in all honesty, that is my specialty. I think I have definitely, you know, tried to cater more to like the self-development but I actually feel like this is where I'm meant to be like this is very much my niche so to speak and I think you know this is where we're all going to excel because these are topics that I have so much information on I've been writing a book on and I don't talk about these concepts nearly as much and Of course, they're not going to be for everyone, but I mean, you guys voted for them and this is the Cosmic Collective podcast. So, I mean, we're getting real cosmic up in this bitch. Like that's, that's the kind of vibe and I'm really excited about it. It feels really good for me and I'm ready to talk more about these kinds of topics and give you this type of knowledge that I have honestly kind of just been sitting on for the last five, six years of my life. And some of it I've taught in master classes before. I've definitely had these conversations with clients one-on-one and in my old Patreon membership, I don't have that anymore. We would go into the very, very, very multidimensional, higher dimensional concepts, truths, ideologies, and things like that. And I'm, I'm really excited about this. And today's topic about earth training schools is honestly one of my biggest joys when it comes to talking about because I've done a lot of work in these schools obviously before I came into this incarnation. And I find that this is information that is truly pivotal for you if you want to more deeply understand your incarnation, why you're here, how you even got here. Because let me just start by saying that you being incarnated on Earth of all planets in this galaxy is not a coincidence. It was incredibly intentional. And there is actually a quote, qualification process that does take place for you to end up here it's not the easiest to qualify but I'm going to get into that because obviously we need to talk about free will and no one can really stop you but there's a really long line of souls like really long line of souls there's like a wait list of getting on the planet and you know I really do feel like this year and next year 2024 2025 we're going to go through another little baby boom we had a small one in 2020 because you know a lot of people got bored in quarantine so what else are you going to do but make babies right oops um but that was also very intentional on you know the the collective subconscious and with these souls because they have missions that they have here and actually so do you you have missions here and you might not be aware of it but you do and we're going to talk about that more in future episodes of finding your soul purpose because I think that's a really big 
kind of, it's a really nuanced thing that's going around in the collective and it has been for a little while. And my field of expertise is soul contracts, which is literally about you understanding why you're incarnated, why you came here, why you chose what you did, the good, the bad, the ugly, the amazing, the bliss, the love, all of it. And also figuring out what you're meant to contribute here. Because like I said, your incarnation is not an accident. And even if you were an quote, oopsie baby, your, your incarnation was not an accident. If your soul had not been ready to come into this world, you would not be here physically. So I want to talk to you about earth training school today because there are several of them and I'm only going to touch on I think like five or six of them. Um, I'm sure there are more and I know there are more but these are the ones that I find are the most common and a lot of people will have experience at these schools Um, and I just I kind of want to you know give you that information. So we're going to talk about a few things. This is definitely information that should be easily digestible, but if you are very new to these kinds of concepts, it might sound like a lot and that's okay. So, you know, use your own discernment on what feels good for you and if this is the episode for you, but I feel like a lot of you are going to get a lot of clarity and maybe what's the, how do you express that in words, that feeling? Um, uh, what is that? It's like a comfort, I guess. I feel like this is going to be very validating and very comforting for a lot of you who maybe have incarnated into family systems and structures where you're just kind of like, what the fuck was I thinking? Because I get it. And, you know, we're going to talk about that as well. And this is also going to be really comforting for those of you who are like, oh my God, I am so different on this planet. Like I'm so different from my peers and I do not belong here. I promise you, you do belong here. You might not be from here. Like literally none of us are right. Our souls come from somewhere else in the galaxy or somewhere else in the universe or the multiverse. You come from somewhere else. You don't come from earth. You choose to come into earth, into a body to have a very unique incarnation experience. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you're not a first timer here. So Maybe we should preface with that, but there are souls now, I think in the last three to five years who have been incarnating, who have never incarnated on earth before and some souls who have like literally never incarnated in general before. And we're going to talk about how that's kind of evolving the incarnation qualification process for an earth life, because that is not what it has been for every every year the thousands of years up until the most you know up until recently up until the last five years so chances are if you're listening to this you've been on earth several times before and it's okay that you don't consciously remember that on a subconscious level you do remember it's why you might have certain phobias or anxieties or maybe you have recurring nightmares around a certain time of year I always kind of reference this how until I fully remembered one of my past lives I would have a past life nightmare for about three two or three weeks in October ever since I was like five or six years old and then by the time I like completed my awakening and understood the details, like every year I would get more added on to that nightmare and it was horrifying and it had a lot to do with one of my past lives and that's, you know, that's something that I experienced. You might not have a full conscious awareness and some of you do. I know some of you listening have remembered your past lives, whether that's been in hypnotherapy sessions with me or just on your own or through your dreams. And maybe some of you are figuring that out and maybe some of you just don't want to know. And that's also okay. You don't need to know about your past lives. I always say this to people because they're like, I want to know my past lives. Like, how can I do that? And 
I mean, by all means, you can go and explore it through hypnotherapy, which I offer. I use the hourglass technique, which is a really, really cool hypnotherapy modality that I have created and invented to allow you to undergo hypnotherapy, but a little bit more consciously so that you can actually retain the information from the sessions. It's really cool. But my point is, is that when people come to me and say, I want to remember my past lives, my question is always like, why? Why do you want to remember it? Because you don't have to remember it to go through the full effects of your mission and your purpose in this lifetime or to gain the depth of understanding that is required for you to fulfill your soul's contract in this life. And honestly, sometimes depending what era you incarnated into, and if we want to just like logically look at history over the last 2000 years, they haven't always been the best incarnations on this planet. And all of those incarnations nonetheless have been preparing you for this one. You are incarnated, whether you are super spiritual or maybe you're kind of just like "Mm, maybe I'm not spiritual maybe I am just someone who is curious about the meaning of life or want to understand more why I'm here regardless of where you kind of land on that spectrum you are incarnated on the planet at the most transformational time that has ever been seen in intergalactic history and I know that sounds like kind of fucked up and kind of crazy but it actually is There hasn't been an interdimensional shift within a cosmic body, so a planet and its entire civilization in, I think, 10,000 years, I think, since the fall of Atlantis was the last time it happened on Earth. But if we want to go outside of Earth and we kind of want to like look at that scope of when the last time like a planet went from the like a third dimensional structure to what it is now, which most planets in our galaxy are like at the very least fifth dimensional, but a lot of them are seventh to ninth dimensional. Oh my God. It's been like billions of years. Like it's been so long. It has literally been so long. And that's why it's such an important time on the planet right now is that earth is kind of like this last little baby, like the little rent of the family in the galaxy that we as souls are trying to see evolve because obviously, you know, you live here, you know how chaotic and kind of fucked up it is here. So we're trying to change that. And that's why we're here. And your incarnation here is incredibly important. I don't care what you do for work. I don't care, you know, how important or non-important you think you are. You are so incredibly important. I'm like actually getting emotional (laughs) saying that to you because you just, you are so important. Like you, you are so needed here and I'm really glad that you're here. And I'm really glad that I get to teach you about this and remind you of that and hopefully help you remember who you are and why you came here. So let's talk about it. Choosing an earth incarnation. So why would a soul choose an earth incarnation? Well, there are three different sort of intentions when it comes to incarnating on earth. Overall, Earth offers an experience that no other planet in the Milky Way or in any nearby galaxies can offer because it is third dimensional. When you come here, you experience soul amnesia, and I've done an episode on this, but I'm going to do a deeper dive on this in the future. But if you want to, go back to the episode where I it's titled something like... Um, soul Contracts and Soul Amnesia, the reason you can't remember why you came here or something like that. But this is the only planet that you'll really experience that in for potentially the entirety of your life. Like you're not going to fully remember everything because it's kind of impossible in a third dimensional body and such a dense configuration to remember everything that is so macrocosmic and higher dimensional. And that's the challenge here with incarnating on earth. 
And there are, like I said, souls who are now incarnating for the first time. But all of you listening, I am certain you've had at least three to four earth incarnations prior to this one. I'm able to like kind of tune into all the listeners we're going to have. And I'm sure at some point, you know, I'm assuming this podcast will also be up you know, like 50, 60 years from now. So at that point, you know, if you're listening to this maybe in like 2060 or even like 2050, there's definitely some of you who will be tuning in who are like, no, 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 I'm a first timer. Like I've never incarnated anywhere before. And I feel that as well. But let's just say for the next like 10 years or so listening to this podcast, we're airing this in 2024, you know, for the next 10 to 15 years, all of you have had multiple incarnations on earth. And so there are three intentions as to why you would have chosen to come here. The first one is personal experience, and this is something that we're really seeing kind of die out, for a lack of better terms, in in terms of the intentions that souls have when incarnating. I feel like the personal experience incarnations, this intention, has really been kind of seeing itself out because of the shift that the planet is going through and that the civilization, that the human species is going through. And so the souls that are incarnating are incarnating very intentionally with a mission, which brings us to the second intention as to why someone or a soul would choose to incarnate, and that's collective mission. There is something that you need to do here on the planet that you know as a soul your gifts will be able to really make change on the planet, whether that's directly in terms of the way that you impact people's lives or maybe it's a little more indirect based on where you live and just how your energy shifts people because it's so higher vibrational than you know, maybe what you could have brought into the planet had you incarnated 150 years ago. So when I say your energy is maybe more higher vibrational, I'm not talking about higher vibrational to other humans that have incarnated or to other souls that have incarnated. I'm talking about how much energy you as an individual soul were able to pull into your body, which is quite a bit more than what you would have been able to pull into your body 150 years ago, because we've made a lot of evolutionary advances in terms of our genetic structure. So there's a lot of conversation in the um, more um, classified scientific community where they're talking about the triple helix DNA, not just the double helix DNA. And that's because of all of these changes that souls have made over these um, several decades in this past century. And so a lot of souls, the majority of souls, I would say about 85 to 90% of the souls incarnated on the planet currently have a very, very strong mission. And those who maybe were here for more personal experience are actually being activated in ways where they are going to be called to, the way my higher self is saying it, is like fucking pick a mission and see it through. Even if that's in their final like decade of life on this planet, right? Maybe they're like 70, 80, 90 years old, but their soul is recognizing that it can actually do something to help the collective before it departs from their incarnation, The personal experience incarnations were strongly happening up until the 1900s where souls were like, oh my God, I'm going to go and try out earth. And it's so funny because back in those times, and this is kind of, you know, memories I'm sharing from the other side about like anywhere from like four, three, 400 years ago, earth time to like 800 years ago like these were like really rough times on the planet like if you just like look back in human history if you like were with a group of souls and you were like yeah like I'm gonna go consider incarnating on earth like I'm in my process of um, qualifying for my earth incarnation sometimes there would be these like reactions from other souls of like 
really? Like there's like, there's two reactions that souls would give. It'd be like, really? You're going to go to earth? Like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, do you see what's going on down there? And then there would be other souls who would be like, oh my God, you're going to earth. I want to go to earth. Like, it's just, it is kind of the hot topic in the galaxy right now and has been for a very, very long time. And it's, it's really intriguing to even higher dimensional beings like souls, like, like you before you were you here, um, to, to have this opportunity here. And so up until the 1900s, it really was for personal experience, kind of like, you know, what will happen if I completely forget who I am and I incarnate. And because like I said, you, you don't remember who you are when you come here. Like a lot of you who are listening are going to be like, I have absolutely no recollection of anything until I'm like five years old. Right. There are some of you who might be listening who be like, yeah, I actually remember being on the other side. I remember choosing my parents and things like that. And it's fine wherever you are like on that spectrum. But whenever you cross over, whenever you transition from the end of this incarnation, you go back to your spirit self into your soul and you go through life review, you're, you're going to have this moment. And I, I hope that some of you will maybe like chuckle looking back, maybe on this moment where you were listening to this podcast, that makes me emotional too. That makes me like, really, (laughs) I think that's so cute. Um, and how you were like completely unaware, even listening to this podcast of the, of the vastness of the intensity and of the truth that you know, you carry within your soul that you may have kind of forgotten or fully forgotten up until this point. And when you transition, you go back to spirit, you're, you're going to understand very fully what I am saying. And it's going to, it might only make sense after you pass. Um, so my point is, is that a lot of the incarnations before the 1900s had a lot to do with just wanting to come here and kind of like, fuck around and find out in the best way. There are really unique systems on the planet like money and food and fueling the body and forgetting who you fucking are on a complete 100% level. And, you know, there's a lot of polarity on this planet, a lot of trouble on this planet. And it's a really interesting incarnating incarnation experience. And so if you are, I always see these TikToks of like when my spirit guides told me it was time to go back to earth. Um, I, even I make these jokes, right? Like it's just kind of funny, but no one forced you to be here. And I can promise you that there it's a, it, it's, it's a choice that you make to be here. It's a choice that you have and really go into with a lot of thought and a lot of intention there are a lot of details that we plan out you are planning out your incarnation long before you even consider who your parents are and that's another thing and we'll talk about that as well but that's a little bit about personal experience incarnations and I feel like maybe like choosing your parents needs to be and planning your incarnation needs to be its own episode so we'll have that as well I really want to stick to like earth training school for this one and I'm already feeling myself getting off topic so we'll kind of circle back to the main point of this but the majority of souls since the 1900s have been incarnating for a collective mission and this is where we really see the different waves of star seeds they're commonly referred to as the three star seed waves or light workers who have been incarnating on the planet they have been kind of grouped into different categories the indigo children the rainbow children and the crystal children i think i got the order mixed up though because i think rainbow is the most recent sometimes you'll have qualities of all of these um kind of star seed waves it's really not important that you find a group that you belong to like it's 
redundant. We're all light workers, but the first wave came in the 1920s and it was shortly after the first world war because a lot of souls were like, that can't happen. They're literally going to destroy their planet. So like, let's not. And they came here and they did a lot of groundwork. It was very vibrational. It was like the best way that I can explain how I saw it is, um, or like how I see it in the way that spirit is, is showing it to me is if you could envision that all throughout the earth, like there are several layers of paper, just like spliced through the earth of graph paper. And there are some that are going horizontal and there are some that are going vertical. These are what we call grids. And there are also grids that surround the planet and they're connected to the grids that are on the planet, if this is making sense. The first wave of, of star seeds of light workers, these indigo children came and they were seeding, star seed, seeding, their energy, their higher vibrational energy into the grids so that higher dimensional infrastructures could be put in place in the decades to follow. And this is where we really start seeing the energy of unity seeding into the planet. It's why there was the big hippies movement of the 60s where, you know, there there are so many incredible truths that came out in the 60s that were covered up and, you know, aliens they they called the hippies fucking crazy for that and then they're like oh yeah you just weren't ready to hear it and it's like no <laughs> no that's not why it was hidden but you know we won't get into that today but anyways and that's what allowed for that because the energy had already been seeded on the planet so as that first wave was coming in throughout the you know those those 40 50 years we were really able to gain a deeper understanding as to you know we are not alone here and you know I, I think it's important to say as well, like when you think of heaven, the afterlife, nirvana, however you define it, however, whatever word you put to it, what you're actually like referring to is space. Just so you know, it's, it's not like a for it, I guess maybe it's foreign territory, I guess, but like, it's not really like you're where you go to rest sometimes is another planet like that's 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 what it is <laughs> so this place the afterlife is space and you can choose to be anywhere you want in space but you're going to have some favorite places I know I do I shared a story back in uh, 2023 of just like some of my favorite planetary structures and systems um, in the Sagittarius arm and around the Sagittarius arm of the Milky Way and kind of what they do and Maybe I'll, I'll make another post about that and I'll make it a reel or something so that you guys can see what I'm talking about. I think it'd be kind of a cool series. But anyways, again, I'm off topic. So my point is that there is a lot of collective missions. For example, here, me, you, this podcast, this, my collective mission for you is to help you remember who you are. And that's a big reason why we've had a rebrand to the podcast because that has really been the core essence of what I've been trying to do these last four years in business is I really just want people to remember who they are. To whatever extent that looks like for them, I truly don't put any sort of expectation on and I don't really care at what level you do remember. All I care is that you remember who you are to a point where you have that greater clarity and understanding as to why you're here and you have the 
insight that you need to live a peaceful, fulfilling, and happy life. Like that's all I want for you. And because I work in soul contracts, I don't just work in soul contracts here in this incarnation. I have been working in soul contracts for a very, 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 very long time on the other side. And I have worked alongside colleagues who are actually presently incarnated as well. And um, we've talked about this and I'm not going to like say who these people are because, you know, maybe we'll just keep that to ourselves right now. But we've talked about how, oh yeah, on the other side, we were like doing crossover work of, you know, like this is, you know, prepping souls for incarnation, getting them ready. And you also had a role on the other side too. Like it's not just those of us who are sharing these things now, you also had a role. And some of you might've also been at rest before you came into this incarnation and that's okay too. My point is, is that you have a collective mission here and it's up to you to give yourself the space to discover what that is. It might be what your ego perceives as like menial and like nothing exciting, or it might be really fucking grand. And I need you to know that wherever you land on that and whatever it is that you find that your mission is, it's so important. Like I can't stress that enough. And I always say this because I think a lot of people feel like their incarnation has to be like, oh, they have to become an energy healer or they have to do something super fucking woo woo. And I think, you know, if that's what you want to do and that's where you're feeling called and that's your mission, I fully fucking support you on that. Obviously, hello, look who you're talking to. But I also know, and I, I don't know why I'm getting like so emotional about this. I just like, I think I just feel so passionate about this, but I also know some amazing souls who are living what ego, the ego mind might say are like super normal, super mundane lives. But I also see the impact that their energy is having on the planet and the people around them. And these are not necessarily very spiritual people. Like these are not necessarily spiritual people at all, actually. And I just see the shifts that they are having and creating in this lifetime in terms of their mission some of them are not even fucking aware that they're fulfilling their mission and it's honestly a really beautiful thing to witness and one of the most general examples I can give and I I say this with with the hopes that your ego can understand that everyone's place in this world is big like it actually is like the impact people are having is huge but let's say you're a cashier at Walmart and maybe this isn't what you want to be doing, but it also like you also don't know what else you want to be doing, but you go to work and you take time to talk to the customers who are going through your checkout and you actually ask them how their day is going and you care or maybe you just have an incredible smile or really nice eyes that really light up a room regardless of how you feel you are having such a big impact on the people around you. It's like the analogy of like you never know when um like, you know, when you're like, you're walking on the street and like you smile at a stranger and you never know who you smile at, like how much they might've needed that. I've been the person on both ends. And I've told this story before where when I was really, really suicidal, I think this was back in 2018. I think this was right after, this is shortly after I think my attempt, um, a stranger just like gave me the biggest smile on the street. And I genuinely remember the thought in my head was, wow, I'm not invisible. And that was a tether for me to this life for a lot longer than I think at the time I would have cared to admit. And I've also been on the other end of that where I just smile at strangers and I can see that it just 
changes their demeanor. It softens their energy. And so whether you are doing something incredibly spiritual, whether you are awake or not, it's really important that you recognize that you can fulfill your mission either way. Will it be maybe a little bit easier if you understand who you are and remember who you are more to fulfill your mission? Yes, because you'll have greater greater clarity and like insight on what you're doing here and how to maybe do it more efficiently. But you're important and you're here for a reason. Now, the third type of incarnation experience that or intention that souls might come into on the planet is multidimensional research. And I'm actually acquainted well with a soul who is preparing to do this. And they are very much just wanting to come here to have experience. And then whenever, and and basically their mission is more so going to happen whenever they return back to spirit after a complete lifetime, whatever that looks like for them. So they will come here, they will live maybe a normal life. They maybe will read a lot. They might be a little book nerdy. Um, And I'm not talking fantasy fiction, although that might be part of the repertoire, but I mean like they're just going to want to learn everything. They're kind of going to be like sponges and they're going to want to understand these. If you have children who are asking why all the time. This might be because of their collective mission or it might be because they're here to do multidimensional research. And the souls who are doing multidimensional research are going to have what seems like very typical life experiences and a life path here on the planet. But when they return back to spirit, they are basically working with a huge fucking team even while they're here on the planet. They have a huge team. And when they go back to spirit, they're going to be working with this team to very much dissect each minute detail of the incarnation experience they had and the greater clarity they have after being out of it so that we can create as souls and as higher dimensional beings, we can create these multidimensional systems and structures and then bring them back down to the planet, whether that's through another incarnation with that particular soul or whether that soul is then going to become a spirit guide for another soul who can physically bring in a new multidimensional structure to the planet. It's incredibly fascinating. So you might have children who are very why, why, why and who want to learn a lot of things. There's one soul on um, TikTok If you guys know Laura Love on TikTok, she's a mom and she has two boys, Jonah and Carter, and they are just a wholesome family, just to say the least, but her content's really beautiful. She does a lot of gentle parenting and it's, anyways, that's a whole other tangent, but her oldest son, I think his name is Carter and he is, um, I don't know what the actual word is, but he picks up on languages so well. Like he is just like learning, learning, learning all the languages, the history to the languages. Now I'm not saying that he is here on one t- on a mission of like multidimensional research or that's his intention for the incarnation. But if that were the case, I would not be surprised based on how much he is learning. And I think he's like five or six years old. Like it's kind of insane. It's, it's not insane. It's incredibly impressive. The kid is 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 gifted Um, so that may might be part of his collective mission or it might be because he's here doing research so that's a whole other type of of incarnation so those are the kind of the three different intentions you might have as a soul personal experience collective mission and multidimensional research it's also very possible that there's a lot of overlap you're gonna have some fucking personal experience when you come here let me tell you it's earth it's a pretty individualized experience like it's gonna it's gonna be personal but your primary intention for incarnating 
when it's personal for personal experience, it's more about learning your own lessons and having your own experience and less about contribution as where a collective mission is more about contribution and a multidimensional research incarnation is more about um, absorption, absorbing information and insight so you can share it with the teams that you're working with. Now, getting to earth, there is a qualification process that is overseen by an earth incarnation kind of like committee, if we want to put like a human term to it. No one can stop you from coming to the planet. However, you are going to be prepared to come to the planet. And there is a very, 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 very long line of souls who are wanting to come into the planet. Like basically to say, like if you want to have children, there is no issue of the souls coming in. Um, There are souls to come in. So the qualification process typically involves three things. Um, One is planning your soul contract. Two is assessing where you've incarnated. And this is not in order, by the way. I'm just kind of like listing it how I took it in my notes. So incarnating in other planets is also going to be like really is typically part of the qualification process. This has recently shifted. As I've kind of mentioned, there are souls in the last two or three years that have never had an incarnation before. They've never been to earth or they've just never incarnated in general before. Like they've recently just come from source, which is cool. (laughs) Um, So that has shifted a bit, but the majority of you who are listening to this, your qualification process would have involved um, needing to incarnate on other planetary systems to get the hang of it basically. And I'm going to talk about these five different planetary systems where this is the most common um, to incarnate before coming to earth. Again, you're you're going to plan your soul contract. So choosing your parents, choosing the location of your birth, choosing everything like that. I'm not going to go too much into detail for that because I'm here to talk more about the earth training schools, like the other incarnations you might've had, but I'm going to do a deeper dive on soul contracts and soul purpose. And then you're also going to look at the uh, karmic laws that work on the planet and you're going to either choose karma or choose to avoid it, which we're going to talk about as well because it's super interesting how that has shifted as well. So starting with planning your soul contract, I just want to get these kind of two topics out of the way, the karma and the contracts before we get into the earth training school because that's like the, the bulk of our information. So planning your soul contract has a lot to do with literally planning all of the intricacies of your life. Are you here to learn lessons? Yes, that's a big part of it. How are you going to go about learning those lessons? What kind of environments and circumstances do you want to be in and experience to learn more? So this has a lot to do with the parents and the family that you incarnate into. And yes, it also includes, you know, choosing biological parents and then choosing adoptive parents or foster parents. If that was part of your journey like that, you had something to do with that. Now, I teach a lot about choosing and planning your soul contract in my masterclass, Why Are We Human? I'm going to link it below and you can use code COSMIC for 10% off. It is a three and a half hour, I think it's three hours, three and a half hours of a like online retreat style masterclass where I literally explain like why you might have chosen parents or familial structures or, you know, environments that maybe don't seem very conducive, maybe very traumatic, maybe just you consciously would not have chosen that, you did. And I can say that as someone who chose a biological parent who was incredibly abusive, it was an incredibly intentional decision on my part. 
as a soul because the way my soul saw it was it was the most efficient way to learn the lesson that I needed to learn, several lessons I think, that I needed to learn. Rather than going through it multiple times with multiple people, I decided to go through it with just this parent. And I also had contractual agreements with my other biological parent, my dad, who I'm very, very close with. And so my my choosing of my parents was actually contingent on certain factors as well. And I don't think I've discussed those publicly on the podcast and I don't think I'm going to, at least not right now. I don't think it's really relevant and I don't know if that's something that I even want to share publicly, but it's very intentional. And the way that my soul viewed it in in that experience and coming into this lifetime was I was going to get what I needed to learn the lesson. And I also knew and had every full intention that that biological parent, my biological mother would not be in my life long term. That was always the plan. And that's the reality now. I don't have a relationship with my biological mother and I'm very at peace with that. And that was part of the lesson and the growth and the healing that I had to go through. The other part of it too, and I also remember this as well, is we always try to see the best possible outcome when we're incarnating and so although we can also see how unlikely the possibility is like it's a very low probability that it will turn out in that best way possible we also are coming in as these souls with a lot of gifts and a lot of energy a lot of higher dimensional frequency and we're hoping to influence our parents in a way where they will be able to shift themselves into that best possible outcome. But there are a lot of laws on this planet. There's soul amnesia, forgetting who you are. There's trauma. There's free will at play that allows our parents and us and every human incarnated to not choose the best possible outcome, right? And so that's where children may have or souls may have incarnated into families that have cause them a lot of trauma and you know that's where I am very open about saying and I teach this in my master class and I've said this on social media before is you also chose your trauma you don't come to earth thinking that you're going to escape trauma you come here to experience a certain degree of it so that you can understand the impacts that it has and also understand your power as an individual and how you can actually empower yourself to heal in the human experience. The reality is if you can heal yourself in the human experience, you can experience anything. Like it is the hardest planet to incarnate on. It is the hardest planet to incarnate on. I'm going to say it again because it's not It's not easy here. It is the hardest fucking incarnation experience you will ever have. Even if your incarnation has been relatively easy this time around, it's also been very fucking hard. It's it. That's just the energetics of it. That's the quantum mechanics of it. So you're going to choose everything. You're going to choose your life partner. You're going to choose your gender, your sex, your sexual identity, your, um, relationships how many relationships you'll have what they will be like any karmic lessons that you want to experience again or close out maybe you didn't complete certain things to the degree that you wanted to in a past life so you're coming back and you're learning the lesson I think I've spoken about this a little bit before how two lifetimes ago I took my own life I was struggling a lot in that lifetime I think I've talked about this on the podcast like remembering my past lives like episode like 30 I think 35 I'm not sure but basically I lost my life because I killed myself and it was I remember it I remember every vivid moment of it I think I think I've shared this on the podcast I I'm like 99% sure you can go back and listen to it if you want but anyways I then incarnated in my most recent lifetime 
and that was during the second world war and I knew that in my most recent incarnation during the war that I wasn't going to be able to learn like I, I couldn't bring in a lot of karma into that lifetime because I wasn't incarnating for personal experience I was incarnating because I had some serious shit to do on the planet because obviously world war ii we know what happened it was not going well so I came in and I I had come into the the planet with very minimal karma in that incarnation and I didn't take any karma from my life prior my lifetime prior to that life because I wouldn't have been able to like get through it given the climate that I was incarnating into so in this lifetime I actually took in the lesson from that lifetime. So I I kind of voided it for my most recent incarnation, but I brought it into this one so that I could learn the lesson. And that's why from the time that I was like 10, 11 years old, I struggled with being very heavily suicidal for about 10 years of my life, 10 or 11 years of my life. That's why I also try to take my life a couple of times. Like it's, I've learned that lesson. I've healed from that now. And now my soul, whenever I do return back to the spirit side in about a hundred years or so, I plan to live quite long. Um, you know, I want to see the turn of a century and say that I've lived across three centuries because I'm born in the 90s. So I think that that would be really fucking cool. Um, but when I return back to spirit, I know I'm going to feel very, very complete with that lesson. I'll never have to do it again. I'm also not coming back here again for a very fucking long time. So, you know, we're getting it all done. We got it all done. It's all it's all done. Um, so these are all things that you're going to plan. And that has a lot to do with your karma as well. Now, I kind of mentioned how you're either going to choose karma or you're going to choose to avoid it. There is something very new that has been coming in since the 90s, which is called a karmic shield. And this is because the mission of the souls coming in are so fucking important. I wish I could explain to you the importance of the souls that are coming in and you here. I'm trying to. If I'm not doing the best job at it, I'll do another episode on it. But like, it's really fucking important. And so there are these karmic shields that are relatively new. And basically a soul will choose to come in completely fucking karmic free. They have a shield around them that basically bounces off any any karma that they might accrue. Now, when I say this, it doesn't mean that they can do shitty things and not... Basically, here's how I'm going to word this. The souls that are granted the opportunity to have karmic shields are the purest of the purest of purest souls. Like, Now, yes, they have free will and no, they're not going to be you know, these perfect human beings, but you have to keep in mind that the majority of souls who incarnate on the planet are pure souls. Like the, the, they're, they're very unified. You're very unified. Like you listening to this, like the majority of souls that are here, like 95, 98, 98, 98% of the souls that are here are of unity. And so they're not doing that so that they can come in and fuck a bunch of shit up and not have to like pay the consequences. They're coming in because they have absolutely no intention about doing any of that stuff except for fulfilling their mission and so they're basically saying that they're not coming in to learn any specific lessons and anything that might happen to them while they are here they're not going to create they're not going to bank it as a karmic debt that they need to kind of reflect on and come back and you know kind of redo in another lifetime they're just going to take it as an experience and basically what that karmic shield does is it alleviates soul wounds so if you think about you know, having been murdered, that is a soul wound. Like it kind of fucks you up real hard (laughs) when it happens. I remember, you know, after my most recent incarnation, when that happened to me, it was like, it it really does rock you. Like it breaks you in a way that would create karmic debt where you're kind of like, okay, like I'm either going to heal this on the spirit side before I go into the incarnation, or I'm going to come back into the incarnation and heal that in a different way. 
Um, and it's different for every soul who experiences these kinds of traumas, but basically these shields make it so that it doesn't affect your soul as heavily as if you were accruing or allowing yourself to have more heavily Uh, dense karmic experiences it also means that you're going to intentionally choose a soul contract and parents that aren't going to impose karmic limitations or karmic lessons onto you so to kind of give you a contrasting example I came in at the beginning of my life with a parent that I did the biological mother that I had chosen because there was something karmic that I wanted to clear out for myself a soul who maybe wants to do similar work to me in this lifetime will maybe say, I don't fucking have time for that. I don't have time to spend 10, 15 years in therapy and get my shit together. Like I need to come here and I need to get the ball rolling ASAP. I don't have time to choose parents who might cause me trauma. So they're going to choose parents who they know will not cause them trauma. So that's kind of like an intentional shift that would be related to creating a life incarnation experience without, with a karmic shield or without accruing any sort of karma. Now, this karmic shield can also come into place after you have cleared all of your life's karma. That might happen for you very early on. It might happen for you very late on. It might not happen for you at all. But choosing a karmic shield is not something that you can do once you are here. You can't just be a human and be like, I want a karmic shield. (laughs) Like, it's not how it works. It's a soul decision. And so if you have a karmic shield that will be put in place, it's something that you might not even become aware of consciously, If you are very intuitive, then you might become aware of it consciously, but it's something that you would have chosen to put in place after you cleared your karma in this incarnation, but you would have planned that and set that in place before you came into the incarnation. So I hope that makes sense. So now let's talk about the qualification process when it comes to incarnating elsewhere. Like I said, this recently shifted a bit because there are souls who are brand spanking new who are coming into the planet. However, like I said, the majority of you will have incarnated and I'm going to bet all of you have incarnated in one of the places that I am talking about because it's typical to incarnate in in one of these five places before coming to earth. And I hear a lot of people saying like they'll, they'll, they'll DM me and they'll be like, I'm from Pleiades. And I'm like, mm, is that you're from Pleiades or you just remember being in the Pleiades because that's where you went to earth training school. So That's our first one. We're going to talk about Pleiades. The Seven Sisters is how it's also known as. If you look at the Taurus constellation, you'll be able to see one very bright star. It's Pleiades and it's a cluster of seven stars, seven different planets who have really, really interesting ecosystems that are all very similar to Earth. There are planets that are completely mountainous, completely beach-esque. How do you say that? There is one that is a complete jungle. There is one that is like a mix of all of them. There is one that is, I'm missing something. Anyways, you get the point. There's all these different climates and then there's one of the planets that has all the different climates and all the different kind of like environment systems and stuff like that. Pleiades is so incredibly similar to Earth. Earth is Gaia. Gaia is the name of Earth and Gaia and Pleiades are known as kind of like sister planets. They're very much the same. And the evolutionary experience that Gaia, that Earth is going through is completely Um, mimicking the ascension process that has happened on Pleiades. In Pleiades, you can incarnate fifth dimensionally, seventh dimensionally, or ninth dimensionally. If you're incarnating in Pleiades to, you know, have an incarnation experience, an incarnation life, chances are it's going to be fifth or seventh dimensional. And if you're in Pleiades doing some sort of like um, work, like your soul is working, like it's not so much incarnation, but like you're working, it's going to be seventh and ninth dimensional, either or. The Earth Training School is fifth dimensional. 
for the most part, whenever you're incarnating, it's fifth dimensional. So you'll incarnate in to a body there and the incarnation experience in Pleiades is very different you live for about five to nine hundred earth years the beings there are on average anywhere from seven to nine feet tall some of them are really really tall or like 11 feet tall but that's like normal they are holographic beings they don't have a physical body but they do look like humans they're very very humanoid and actually if you know anything about the missing link then you'll know that we actually have pleiadian dna in the human body um it's it's one of the star seed races that um, helped create the modern human which is really cool which is where our triple helix dna is also coming from so the Pleiades is really, really cool. You're going to learn here very, very similar structures to your earth incarnation because for the first seven years of your life, six, seven years on average, um, you're not going to remember who you are either. By the time you're seven years old in Pleiades, like seven years, like just consider the fact that I'm, I'm kind of referencing this in terms of like earth years, just to give you an idea, just so that it's digestible. By the time you're seven years old in Pleiades, you will have the awareness and full memories of every single incarnation you've ever had. And you will have the spiritual connectedness um, that most 14-year-old girls have here on the planet. 14-year-old girls, it's like a really like interesting time. It's usually a time where on the planet, a human female will be begin menstruating. She'll be really connected to her womb, her intuition. A lot of girls won't be on birth control at that time. Some of you, I know I was at that point, um, but it's a really like peak time. It's actually really interesting. I'm really interested in what I'll see and witness raising my daughters, but Anyways, so you'll have that much awareness and development by the time you're about seven years old in Pleiades. And so you remember a lot. You remember everything. Schooling is very different there, but they do have school and they do have homes and they do have food. The difference is, is that school, for example, over there is not a rigid like curriculum. You learn your basics and the basics are very different to what the basics are here, let me tell you. And then you go into specialties. So there are souls who really like the arts. There are souls who are actually needing to learn a lot of things because that incarnation is preparatory for their earth incarnation. There are some souls who are having that incarnation experience to learn certain multidimensional dynamics so that they can go and create a system or a structure in the quantum field in the eighth and ninth dimension once that incarnation in Pleiades is done. It's really, really interesting. But in terms of how it applies to earth is typically you're going to go there and you're going to have a almost earth-like incarnation experience minus the trauma. Because Pleiades is a super peaceful place to live. It's completely unified. And so there is no polarity on the planet. It's like really chill. People kind of get into like little arguments every now and then. But the ego is not what you're living out of. It's just like you're living fifth dimensionally. You're living a higher you know, you're, you're living from a higher perception of your mind. Um, so it's really, really cool. And I have often seen how I've seen the majority of people that I've worked with have had at least one incarnation in Pleiades. Now there are also earth training schools in terms in the Pleiades where you might actually go for lectures. So you might not choose an incarnation in Pleiades, but you're going to be attending classes before (laughs) is the best way that I can explain it. Okay. And I'm going to give a bit of a a personal kind of story here recently because this happened um, at some point throughout 2022 and 2023. And I thought it was super interesting. And these classes are basically where you're going to go and sit and you're going to have these lecturers basically 
teaching you about what earth is like. And I have, I have two stories to share. So I had a dream that one of my colleagues and one of my really good friends, who's also friends with my colleague. So the three of us were all, um, kind of connected. Um, anyways, I remember, we remembered being up in the astral space, the dream space one night, and we were, um, standing in front of a group of new souls who were getting ready to incarnate. And it was funny because my colleague, I think remembered like she was like, oh, you were in my dream last night. And I was like, oh my God, same. Like, this is what happened. And then I texted my friend and I was like, hey, you were in the dream with me and said person. And this is what we were doing. And we were basically kind of giving them insight on, we were lecturing them on something. And all I remember from what I had told them, what I was telling these souls whenever we were up there giving this lecture was at the end of the day, it's not that serious. And if you fuck it up, you can just go back and do it again. Cause they were feeling like very stressed because it's, you know, incarnating on earth is a very serious thing. It's a very important thing. And I remember just like being like so nonchalant about it and just being like, you can just do it again. Like don't it's yes, there is seriousness to it, but you can, you can do it again. It's not do or die. Like you'll be okay. And then on the other end of things, I also remember taking classes really recently up in the Pleiades to get better with flying in my astral body. I I don't know why. It's not something I consciously signed up for like in my human mind, but it was something that I guess my soul felt like was necessary. I was taking classes and I remember being in the class multiple times. Like I don't remember every time I was in the class, but I remember being in this in this classroom with a bunch of other students and I was practicing flying in my astral body and I was getting very very uncomfortable and my ego started freaking out in this you can call it a dream like it was happening while I was asleep so in human sense yes it was happening in my dream but it was not a dream it was astral travel I was in this class and I remember the instructor being like then just command yourself to come back down and in the minute that she said that to me I was like oh and it was very simple. And I came back down into my body, my astral body. It was really, really, it's really complex, I guess, to explain. And I remember like looking around and all of the students were like looking at me being like, whoa, okay, like you good? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm learning. I'm learning today. <laughs> so, you know, you you might even go back in, to these different classes um, while you're presently incarnated, but you definitely took some of these classes in Pleiades before you came here because their life is so similar up there, their ecosystem, their governmental structures, their lifestyle, their daily life, the structures that are in place economically, the housing and the food, it's all very similar. Um, so it's a, it's a really great place to kind of get a taste of what earth is going to be like because you can't just come to earth for a visit right now and test it out for a day um that's real but we can talk about conception and miscarriages and stuff in another episode I feel like that would be really good to get into but nonetheless that is a bit of the earth training school in Pleiades then there is an earth training school in Antares and I've spoken about them recently in the story that I shared on my Instagram. Their structural systems, their environment, and their social infrastructures are really similar to Earth in the sense that they are working to advance Earth in these sectors. So a lot of souls will go there to learn how it basically assists their knowledge and what they can bring to Earth and how they might need to bring it. The instructors in Antares 
at the at the earth training school in Antares will teach you the most efficient ways to bring in higher dimensional infrastructures to the planet if you have a lot of Aquarius energy in your birth chart then you likely went and did some schooling in Antares which is really really cool um they they do a lot of a lot of research um there and they are really just working at kind of like helping us advance and so they're very um I don't know how to like really, really smart, I guess. But like, uh, what's sometimes I get these feelings because I I remember it, but I sometimes find it's really hard to find like a human word to convey the frequency of, of what I'm picking up on. Give me a second here. I'm just trying to like systematic systematic that's the word they're very systematic there they they have a system that they know works in the way that they know that when they teach you what they know you'll be able to bring it to earth and that's that's their influence here on earth systematic that's that's the that's the one systematic I like it then this is one that I recently learned of whenever I was taking notes I was channeling the notes for the podcast is vega is actually has an earth training school which I was like what and so I was channeling the notes for the podcast and they're like yeah a lot of souls who want to go to earth who want to you know bring in a lot of feminine energy to the earth will come here and they will take part in because vega has like a lot of the arts a lot of sensuality a lot of literacy a lot of authors and a lot of writers come from um, or have spent time in Vega, the earth training schools in Vega, they really help you kind of just find the beauty within your soul that you would like to express. It is so beautiful. It's very like, it reminds me a lot of Venus in our solar system, but this would be a little bit different. And I feel like Venus has a lot to do with that too, but there, I don't, from what I know, there's no earth training school in Venus. Um, no, there's not. So, um, Vega is where you're going to learn all of the like finer things in terms of artistic expression it's also a place where you're going to go and learn what spirit conveyed to me as multi-dimensional intelligences and they're saying this to me and I'm kind of like okay like multi-dimensional intelligences and I understand this and I kind of just want to like tune in a little bit more to understand the clarity of what they're trying to convey here of like you're going to understand quantum mechanics because it, as it relates to art, yes. Yeah. So like when we look at music and harmonics, then we can understand the the frequencies of, um, you know, the, the quantum mechanics that are involved in noise and sound in music in frequency. We will also learn more about um, the, yes, the quantum field, I'm really getting up there in my channel. I'm like trying to like ground myself as I'm receiving all of this multidimensional intelligences. It's like, yes, the quantum mechanics of sound and art and everything like that, but also like on a greater scale of what it means to be shifting up the planet um, and the vibrational frequencies. There it is. The vibrational frequencies that you might experience while on the planet. And so you will kind of get this understanding of, you know, how different parts of the planet may feel more third dimensional or how they may, may feel more fifth dimensional during your incarnation here. You're going to learn about um, density influx here. It, it's really, this is like very interesting. There's something else that I had that I kind of received in the channel, but it, 
it just like zoomed by so fast. I'm like trying to find it again because it was really interesting when it came to the quantum mechanics. It's not just the quantum mechanics of harmonics and sound. Also, yes, how you'll express it there. I mean, maybe, maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe it'll come back for another episode or something. But that was, it was really interesting. I hate when that happens. It's so wild when you channel because whenever I'm channeling, I can't remember things like after the fact, but sometimes information will come in so quick that if I don't catch it right away fully, then it just like, it zooms by. Anyways, this is so interesting. But yeah, so this is, this is Vega. This Hi, it's Editing Mads popping in here. Um, I just wanted to share, it came back to me after I was done recording this episode. It was sacred geometry. So if we're thinking about things like the Fibonacci sequence and how everything in nature has a pattern that is mathematical and that can be explored and uh, there's like equations related to it with the Fibonacci sequence, that is also something that you will learn about in Vega and how it relates to your incarnation here on the planet. The other thing I want to mention is that I'm editing these episodes that I've recorded and I realized I forgot to record without uh, or with my pop filter, like I didn't use it. So it sounds a little breathy and a little poppy, but um, we're not going to have that in the next episodes because I reattached my pop filter. So anyways, back to the rest of the episode. The next one is Orion's Belt. Um, this is a space of massive conflict and polarity, so I'm just going to leave it at that and it's... Um, very chaotic incarnating there. Um, if you can incarnate and survive Orion, you'll pass Earth with flying colors. Earth is harder in a sense because there is more soul amnesia here and it's denser here. But um, I have a colleague who had a client who was experiencing past life memories and she's like, I feel like I incarnated in hell. And my, my colleague was like, oh, okay, like let's figure out like where this was. And it was in Orion's belt. There's many planets there. Some of them have blown up and they don't exist anymore because of the amount of conflict going on over there. Um, but yeah, if you can survive an Orion incarnation, it's pretty much a passing flag that will get you actually pretty quickly onto earth. Like if you can, if, if you've done, if you did well in, in, in that incarnation, you're good. You're cleared. And then another earth training grounds is in Procyon and Procyon is really, really cool. They are a research ground. So the souls that are there who are incarnated in Procyon are really just there to research. They are learning, 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 and then affecting change across the cosmos. It's really fucking cool. And here you're going to attend lectures or you might have attended lectures about the overlap of multidimensional systems and quantum mechanics as it relates to a future earth incarnation. So similar to Vega, but there's actually quite a difference that I'm picking up on between the two. So let me just kind of go into that really quickly. This is going to be more about the planet as a whole rather than maybe the individual so like where one is like multidimensional intelligences with Vega of like awareness, knowledge, it's in the mind. This is going to be more like uh, physical mechanics of the body, like ergonomics and uh, biology and chemistry and the DNA and the muscles and the food. And it's, it's actually fucking fascinating and how all of that actually affects your auric bodies. So your quantum field, your, you, you have seven bodies outside of your physical human body and the um, etheric body, the emotional body, the mental body, the astral body, which is the one that you spend a lot of time in when you're dreaming, the etheric template, um, the cosmic body, and then the casual body. So there's, there's seven bodies outside of your physical body that make up your quantum field. And so you're going to learn a lot about this in Procyon, and you're going to learn how to 
kind of manipulate your energy to maximize your efforts here on the planet during your incarnation. Um, they're kind of like showing me like, I think it's like a, that's actually so fucking cool what they're showing me is like they're pressing like a button on the quantum field and you're learning how to expand and contract, expand and contract your quantum field. So it's very, very cool. Now, the other thing that you're going to experience outside of these uh, earth training schools, now I know they have this in Pleiades because I was speaking to a soul recently who had done this, is you're going to go through simulations, which are very, 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 very cool, where you're going to kind of go into this, um, oh, actually, this is a really good example. This is like a really good parallel to draw. Before astronauts on earth go into space, and listen, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories about that, but they do. And um, anyways, that's a whole conversation for another time. But before astronauts on earth go into space, they take these um, simulation flight tests where they basically like learn how to operate zero gravity. This is really similar in the Pleiades and going through um, soul amnesia and density simulations. So when you go through a soul amnesia simulation, you're going to be put into this um, kind of like trans state with a guide and you're going to completely forget who you are for a period of time. It's not very long. Like you have to work up to it in increments. And basically what it is doing is it's preparing you for the soul amnesia that you're going to experience here on the planet. And I had a soul who I was speaking with, um, who's not incarnated yet, who was kind of like getting this, um, ready and, they came to me and they were like, uh, that was like a lot more than I expected it to be like that. Like the time, the time lag is incredibly insane, um, as well. And they were like doing, I think they did a combination of the soul amnesia with the density simulation is what they were doing. And they were like, wow, that was like really kind of fucked. Anyways, my point is, is that you're going to go through these soul amnesia simulations and you're also going to go through density simulations. So you have spent more time as a soul than you ever have and ever will as a human. That's my favorite thing about, that's my favorite thing to share to, to people who are having an incarnation, just who are here in this human experience, um, is that you have spent more time higher dimensional. You've spent more time in your energy bodies and in your soul body or even not in form at all and just as pure consciousness. So when you're preparing for an earth incarnation, you need to prepare for density. And the density here on the planet is heavy. Oh my God. There are times where I have really felt it in this incarnation. It's less now because I've learned kind of a little bit more on what I need personally to work with it. But oh my God, it is just, it's so dense down here, right? We're in these tiny, tiny, teeny, 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 tiny meat sacks that are physical that you can't just like wave energy through completely. Like it's just, it's wild. So you'll also go through density simulations that will help you prepare to acclimate in your physical body. Fun fact for parents, colic is your baby struggling with the density. And there is different techniques that you can do to soothe your baby a lot of it has to do with energy healing. So I would look into that. Um, you know what feels right for your child, but that's what colic is. Colic is your child feeling the fucking effects of the third dimension and really being uncomfortable. That's what colic is. And so 
the best thing that you want to do is like help your body, help your baby anchor into its body. And also if you feel like it's really hard being in the body, you want to find ways to ground. And this is why I always tell people to ground with bare feet on soil. That is like the biggest way to pull energy into your body and also to like let go of any extra density that you might be carrying from certain experiences that you've been having or certain places that you've been. So these are also parts of um, the earth training school that you're going to experience. A lot of this takes place in Pleiades, but um, depending what you are focusing on, you will have gone to Pleiades. I'm telling you right now, like you, there is stuff that you had to do in Pleiades, whether you were there for an incarnation, I'm not sure, but you definitely took some classes there and you definitely went and you learned a couple of things there. Now, when you plan your incarnation, like I said, there is this committee that's going to say, you know, maybe maybe not right now, maybe go and learn something related to this or get more comfortable with this because you're going to have a really hard time with it on the planet if you don't. And that's kind of where there's this like long lineup of souls who are kind of waiting to come here. Um, there's the front of the line, there's the back of the line and it kind of just depends. And um, I will say that it doesn't go linearly. It's kind of, anyways, that's like a whole other thing. It's kind of it's whoever's going to be best suited and is best fit for it. Again, no one is ever going to stop you from incarnating here. I mean, I guess you're here, you're listening to this, so no one stopped you. But you are going to be asked to qualify for it. And that's not because you can't do it otherwise. It's because it's already the hardest planet to incarnate on within a very large portion of this universe. Let's not make it any harder than it needs to be. But I just want you to know that you did choose to be here. You wouldn't have come here and you wouldn't be in the physical body that you are in if you did not want to be here. And if you are struggling with being here, I fully empathize. I did not feel like I belonged for the longest time. Can you imagine if I was talking about these things when I was like 14 in high school? God help me, right? Like, you know, I get it. Like, I'm weird. I'm different. I'm also super normal in a lot of ways, but it is what it is. We're all just here doing our thing. And I hope that this episode was helpful for you in the sense of like recognizing that you actually put a lot of intention into figuring out um, how you would best be suited in an earth incarnation and why you're here. If you are actually wanting to figure out why you came here, like why are you a human right now? Why did you choose this? Because maybe you're not having a good time or maybe you're having a good time and you want to make it an even better time. I seriously recommend the masterclass, Why Are We Human? It's a retreat style masterclass. So basically what that means is I'm going to teach you a lot in the masterclass itself. I'm going to talk about some of the things that we talked about today in this episode, but I'm also going to bring you through journaling prompts and live guided meditations that will help you. I also give um, exclusive meditations after that you can do continuously that are going to help you figure out why you're here. Why did you incarnate? Why are you here? What lessons did you come in for? What's your purpose here? So if that's something that you're struggling with, I really do recommend getting that masterclass. I think there's a dozen people who already have it um, on top of the attendees that we had when I hosted it. I don't even know what year I hosted that in, if I'm being completely honest with you. Was it 2022, 2021, 2022, I think. But it's available for the replay now and you can use code COSMIC for 10% off. And yeah, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this was interesting for you and I will definitely see you in the next one. I feel like we're going to have some really 
interesting topics coming up. I'm, I'm really excited about what we've got in the pipeline for this podcast this year, for this quarter at least. So anyways, as usual, go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you. And remember, you have such an important place here on this planet and in this life. And I'm so, so, so happy that you are here. I'll see you in the next one.